So we're gonna be calling Shannon Hyde. Downey, oh, this is your team. <laughs> please meet us at Cherry Queen. We miss you, Downey. Please. Please <laughs> call your own Downey. My name is Shannon Hyde, and I'm running to your junior class. One, and we are live. Welcome back, everyone. Another episode of The Shannon Show. And today, we have Camden Anderson joining the podcast. Camden, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, you are absolutely welcome. It's very, very nice to have you here. It's been a while since we talked. We were just, just talking about that. But um, uh, I think we're having a great conversation. It's always a fun time whenever we're talking with Camden. Come on. But what's better than this, guys? This is fantastic. Well, yes. Um, Geez, I don't even know where to start. I have to say, one of the first things I think of whenever I think about you is just you're such a confident person from what I picked up. Maybe it's because I was a freshman and you were a senior and you just seemed like so above me and above everyone else. But like, you just seemed to always be like so confident. You just always knew what you were doing. Do, do you feel the same way about yourself? And where does that come from, you think? I think most of the time I feel very confident. I just kind of have... Because when, like, I was younger, probably, like, in middle school, I was always very shy. And then when I moved yeah. to Kubi, I was, like, very shy. Because, like, I've only ever lived in Turkey, so it was really new. So I was like, you know what? I just have to be confident because if you're going to be shy, you're not going to make mm -hmm. friends. You're not going to have the best four years of high school. So I was like, I'm just going to be confident and own who I am. And so ever since then, that's who I've been. How long were you in Turkey for? I did not know you lived in Turkey. Oh, yeah. I was in Turkey for five years. Jeez, <laughs> so how old were you when you left there? So I moved to Turkey when I was 10, and I left when I was 15, yeah, 15, and then about to turn 16. And then you moved straight to Japan from there, to Oki. Yeah, to Oki, that's, where I finished up for the high school. That's quite the, quite the move. Most kids don't have to do that. Usually, like, they're lucky if they get one overseas location. Were, were yeah. your parents teachers? Yeah, my parents are teachers okay. for the military kids. Right. And you're going to be a teacher as well. It's what, one thing about your dad real quick, because I have to mention your dad, because I was terrified of him. Also, I, was, I won't say terrified. I was just a little queasy. So we're all the other freshmen. He's a very nice guy. And he actually came back the next year after you left to our Far East tournament and, like, checked in on us. So it was very nice of him. We told him how the tournament was going. But, um... Wait, why were you nervous around him? I don't... I, that's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know. We're just all scared. One of my favorite stories, well, one of the reasons we were nervous is because we were doing this drill one time, and your dad was feeding us balls, and Kenny was in the line, you know, just not paying attention, Kenneth. And he didn't, your dad told us to hit the ball down the line, and Kenny just rips it for it, and right at your dad, hits him right in the chest. And he's just like, he just looked at Kenny, he just said, run. And Kenny was running laps for a good, like, 20 minutes after that. And uh, we were like, wow, this guy does not mess around. We better be, better be on our game, at least a little bit. It wasn't that serious. It's just Kubi tennis, but still. Yeah. He doesn't like being hit or when kids don't pay attention. I did the same thing, but I hit my mom once, and he made me run for a long time. <laughs> Ruthless. But no, like I said, <laughs> nice guy. He was, he was a good coach. I mean, he was only there for the one year. I remember another time, I won, I need my racket regripped. I went to Coach Davis with it. I'm like, can you regrip my racket? She's like, no, but Coach Anderson can. I turned around, it was like a movie scene, and we just like lock eyes. I'm like, no. <laughs> I walk out to him, I ask him to, if he could grip my racket, and he said, no, but he'll show me how to do it. So um, that's when I learned how to regrip a tennis racket, and I did that a lot after that. So I am thankful for that. Thank you, Coach Anderson. If, if I'll make sure watching. to tell him that. Yes, I'm very appreciative. Um, yes, but you are going to be a teacher as well, just like your parents. Is that, is that why you were inspired to be a teacher? Was it just like being around teachers your whole life? 
Yes, kind of. I also just love how, like, I got to live overseas my entire life because I was in Japan, Turkey, then back in Japan. And so I was just so grateful for having that life that I wanted to give it to my family. Also, what inspired me to be a teacher not only were my parents, but I had an awesome middle school history teacher. His name was Mr. Beard. He had a beard and he was just <laughs> so cool going to class. And I was like, I want to be like him. So that made me be a teacher. So you're going to be a Dodea teacher or is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah, so I started my application. So the last thing I have to do is submit my transcripts and then uh, I have my application in and I wait. What's that process like? Is it usually pretty competitive? Oh, it's so, it's so bad. It's just like, you have to go through all these steps of like getting references mm -hmm. from teachers and principals of Dodds. And then you have to take these tests that show that you're certified to teach, not only in the States, but also overseas. And then mm -hmm. you have like, at least two years of the application before you get an interview it's a really long process Jeez, and are you just like yeah. just getting started in that for the most part or yeah i just have to finish getting my transcripts which i've been kind of lazy about and then it's in <laughs> <laughs> it's only your career we're talking about kim come on it's my career whatever you know <laughs> oh my goodness um wow being a dodea teacher i always like Obviously, I'm not going to do that, but I always was like, that would be kind of cool. Like, that would be kind of neat just being, because they are different. There's something different about Dodea teachers. I mean, there's plenty of bad ones, don't get me wrong. But I just feel like there's more yeah. responsibility when you're working with the children of military service members in a way, like just in terms of being a role model and working with them. And there's like, is there a little bit more pressure you think that comes with that? Being like, oh, these parents are serving their country. They don't have time to worry about their kids, you know, failing their math class. Yeah, I think there is a lot more pressure. I just think being a teacher is so much pressure because, you yeah. know, you're with the kids seven to eight hours a day, you know, they kind of are counting on you to get your that kid through that grade. So you don't want to yeah. fail them, but you also sure they are learning the subject. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. I can't, I can't imagine, honestly. And you're spending just as much time with them as their parents, if not more. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about it like that. Yeah. Like, you were just such a prominent figure in their life as a teacher. And, you know, sometimes they can be really bad if they're a bad teacher. But I don't think you're going to be a bad teacher. I don't think you're going to take bullshit from anyone. But you're going to be a good teacher. Because you don't, you don't think, <laughs> from what I remember. Have you I got any? Don't, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you gotten any, like, in-classroom, like, opportunities yet? I know COVID must have messed yeah. that up a little bit. With my, um, the school I went to, so I went to Flagler College, and they are known right. for their education program, so that's one of the reasons I went. So we had this thing called practicum, so with certain classes we took, we would have to do, like, 20 to 30 hours in the classroom. Gotcha. So I did, like, 260 hours of practicum hours, and then I did a 20-week internship in the classroom where I was the teacher. That's fantastic. I mean, there's no better way than doing that, right, to get, to get your foot in there. No. You're fully in, submerged. I had fifth graders. I loved it. They're very sassy, but they're awesome. Was it scary at first? Oh, yeah. While we were teaching my first lesson plan, I totally come blacked out. And then my uh, mentor teacher was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, that, that's hilarious. But it ended up working out. Yeah. Does it take time for them to like... I don't know. I just feel like kids, I don't like kids these days. Like they seem more annoying and they seem more distracted. They're always on TikTok and stuff. Like, do you think it's harder to connect with kids now than like in the past? 
See, but you can use that stuff like kind to your advantage. Like be like, oh, they would always want to show me like a TikTok dance and they would be like, Miss Anderson, do you want to try it? And I'd be like, no, thank you. But you can show me. But it is, it was really hard to connect with them at first because they see you as like, who is this 21 year old something girl trying to teach me when I've had my teacher for the whole school year. So I kind of had to work one-on-one with each kid and build a relationship. And then that's when we connected and then they were able to trust me. And then once they trust me, then they learn from me. So it is a process. Right. Is there, I mean, every kid is different too. Like every kid has a different background. Like I just can't, like, these are real people, man. These little tiny people and they need to learn and you have to get to know all of them. Jeez. Teacher, it must be hard being a teacher. They don't get enough respect. I have to say. No, and that's something I've learned. I definitely did not respect my teachers enough, especially in like high school. You're just like, no, I you just want to graduate. <laughs> <out of> here. <laughs> so you're just talking shit about all your teachers, bro. I remember. Sorry, not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. Did you, you had Mr. Coya, right? I don't think you said anything. Oh, you definitely said Yes, anything. Mr. Coya, the MVP. Yes. Everybody loves Mr. Coya. Everyone that comes on is just like, Mr. Coya was my favorite. Did you ever have Mr. Coya? I did my junior year. I had him. Fantastic experience. I'm a junior, sophomore year. Yeah, okay. I was I thought you left uh, Japan after your sophomore year. No, I left. I stayed one more year. I left after my junior year. Oh, you did. I left. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. But you you mentioned Flagler. So you went from Okinawa, Japan, well, Turkey to Japan to Florida, and you have to start your freshman year of college. That is in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. That's just a huge transition having to go back to the States. What was your first year of college like? Was there any difficulties like having to acclimate back to the States after living overseas for so long? I had a big culture shock when I went back to um, school over the States because like in my school, I bet a lot of other schools, they sell like diversity where like, you know, mm-hmm. there's tons, like a lot of people, like a mixture of everything. But then when I went there, I was like, this is not very, like, diverse compared to, you know, in military, like, when we went to military schools, it was very diverse. So that was a big culture shock. Also, my first class, I sat down and this kid started cussing. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, we can cuss in college? I was like, what? Like, that was a big shock to me, too. But... Other than that, college, the first year of college was really fun because you experience yeah. so much, you know, you're on your own, you get to stay up as late as you want, you get to go to parties, you get to go to class or not. It's fun, you know? Go to class, guys, go to class. Jeez, Camden, there's kids listening to this. Go to class. Go to I class. didn't go to class. I only <laughs> skipped twice and after Thanksgiving break. I like to put that on the record. <laughs> That's great. It is... Jeez, I just I feel so bad for everyone who has to do that though. Like go from living overseas to going to the stateside colleges because that can be difficult. It's it's good to hear that it went pretty well for you, but um that is a tough transition. Also, people sometimes look at you differently. Like like when I say, "Oh, I'm from Japan," they're like, "But you're not Japanese," and I'm like, right. "Yeah, but like I went to military school." So they just kind of look at you and sometimes treat you differently. I don't know if it happened for you, but that's like somewhat I experienced a little as well. bit. Yeah, because you're not like an in-state student. Like a lot of people who go to a college, they have friends from their high school that go with them because most kids are in-state. And you don't have that when you're a military kid and you move somewhere, at least most of the time. So that's a big thing that you're lacking. In. But you've spent your entire life having to make friends on your own. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's still it's still a little bit different when it's college because at Dodea schools, everyone's kind of new. Everyone's cycling in and out. But um, 
college, I don't know. Friend groups form really quickly and you have to get it on that like as soon as you get there. Because if you don't find friend group once you get to college and you wait, then it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a rough year. Yeah, it's going to be a rough year. You have to find your place quickly. I think that's really important. Um, Teaching-wise, something like other than academics, what do you want to teach your kids? Is there like something like, I don't know, like about life or that you want to try to teach the next generation? What's something I want to teach my kids is just to embrace what's around you and be accepting. Mm. Like being able to travel and to go to so many countries has really opened my eyes and being open on like different cultures and where people come from and just trying new things. And so I really want my kids to be like that. Yeah. Is there one place you want to teach in particular? Would you go back to Oki? So I was supposed to be back to Oki, but then I decided not to. So yeah. <laughs> um, I want to, so when I put for my application, I want to go anywhere, but I really want to go to Brussels. I just love that area. Really? Why? Why yeah. Brussels in particular? Well, they got really Maybe. good waffles. <laughs> also, it's just a really cool area. <laughs> Yeah, I want to expand my teaching career to Brussels for their waffles. You know, it's have great waffle places. Have you ever tried a waffle there, Shannon? I've never tried a waffle there. I didn't think one waffle would be good enough to get you to want to move to a place. You can't find a good Brussels waffle uh, anywhere else. I mean, Eggo waffles are pretty good, but they're okay. Eggo waffles. Are you... What kind, what kind of teacher are you going to be? Are you going to show kids like the classic movies like uh, Bill Nye and Miss Frizzle on the Magic School Bus? So I want to be a high school history teacher. So mm-hmm. did you ever have Miss Lundberg? Yes. You want to be yeah. Miss Lundberg? So I, want, I want to be like Miss Lundberg, like really fun. But I also want to be kind of like Mr. Coria. Like I want my kids to be organized and take school very serious and get them ready mm-hmm. for college. So I like a mixture of those two. Right. What what contrasting teachers, honestly, like two of the best teachers in Kubi probably in the same department, teaching the same subject pretty much, or maybe like a year different in terms of subject. And they just have two completely different teaching styles, but they've mastered them. They were just oh, so good yeah. at what they did. You know, I just have a ton of respect for that. I really do. Because there's a lot of teachers, I think in terms of Dodea especially, because they, they get so comfortable, maybe like some older teachers, they don't, they kind of lose that teaching passion. And they just kind of, they're like, I'm just living on a tropical island. It's like a vacation forever. It's a forever vacation. And that's just not how it should be. They should take their job, I don't know, a little more seriously. And that's not most cases. I think a lot of teachers really come up passionate, young, vibrant, want to be a crossover, Miss Longer, Mr. Koya, like you. But um, it does happen. It's just a very wide spectrum. So don't be like that. Yeah. Be, keep, keep it going. If, seriously, if you lose the fizz, guys, just retire. Yeah, if you lose the fizz, if you don't love teaching, don't do it. Because, you know, who's suffering? The kids. Absolutely. And it's just boring. Yeah. Boring teachers, boring classes. No, Nobody's happy. You don't want to start a classroom of unhappiness, guys. No. Be better than that. So I thought, wait, I thought you said elementary school. So you're doing high school. So I got my bachelor's in elementary M because okay. it's to get into the system because there's a higher demand for elementary teachers and then I'm going to get my master's in history so when I get tired gotcha. of elementary I'm going to move up to high school when you get tired of elementary they say the burnout year is within five years for teachers oh my goodness mm-hmm. that soon I did not think it would be that soon I thought it would be like 20 
that's why there's such a high demand for teachers because like they just like realize they're like i can't do this anymore so why why do they get burned out what is it do you think is it just the kids is it just they lose patience well, yeah, is it exhausting Sometimes it's the kids. Also, they don't have, you know, support from the parents. They don't have support from their team, the school system. They don't make a lot of money. And so it's just all those factors. You're finally just like, why am I doing this to myself when I'm not happy anymore? So then they just retire. That's unbelievable. I mean, just for how much time they spend with kids, I cannot believe they don't get more support, really. I know it's crazy, especially like doing my internship. It really mm -hmm. opened my eyes. I'm like, I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of problems here. <laughs> right. And I think everyone like comes from a good place. Like the parents want their kids to be educated. They want their kids to have the best. And the teachers are also mostly trying their best. So it's like, why can this not work? Why can not everyone just get along? Jeez. Yeah. Seriously. Um, wait, yeah, this is my podcast. Uh, Kubi memories. I want to talk a little bit about Kubi. I want to talk about you spilling, <laughs> spilling ice bins all over the place. You were completely irresponsible for a scene. That I couldn't believe it. Spill all the ice. I think we have the footage. I might be able to show everyone you spilling the ice. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. You remember Dasani? Yeah, Dasani came out of nowhere. It was like, so stupid and then she like a year later she's like shit I remember when you spilled all that spilled out of that ice in the gym i'm like what how do you remember that yeah. you see what you just said remember when you spilled all the ice so it's all you shannon okay maybe maybe i did i honestly don't remember who spilled it if we're being straight up like i have no idea <laughs> i was gonna assume it was you like what a dysfunctional group going to get the ice bins and the ice machine was in like the locker room like the men's coaches locker room yeah, for some the reason men, like <laughs> locker room and then like we weren't even allowed to walk through the gym because it was volleyball practice so we yeah. had to walk all the way around it was a hassle to get ice that was such a weird year like for me just like tennis wise like just very straight like the amount of characters in there it doesn't seem real like marco and thomas and jonas like it feels like a fictional story like they don't seem like real people like did were th was that real did that happen they were so funny oh <laughs> they made tennis so funny I just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I did start wearing the visor backwards that year, which I kept on doing for a long time. So I guess, I guess that was kind of you. I think I did it first and you maybe stole it from me. I think we both did it together because we were playing yeah. mixed doubles and then we were like, we need to show like we're cool. Just dope. We're yeah, we're like that. <laughs> Turn our visors around, even though we probably looked ridiculous. But it was probably fun. not cool. Probably not cool at all. But everyone that wanted was... to be us, thought, so yeah. Not sure about that. You and you and Rio end up doing really well that year, right? In mixed doubles. Yeah. You guys yeah. got like, like third at Far East. Yeah. yeah. I think it's we got third. Oh yeah, we did get third. I yeah. thought, yeah. Oh well, I totally forgot. <laughs> so you were at Kubi for all four years of high school? No, I was only there for two. Two. Oh yeah, because you left when you're sixteen, fifteen or sixteen. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. So it was your junior and senior year. Yeah. What was uh? So what was the junior year of tennis like? coach davis that was really nerve-wracking because it was my first year being there and so like everyone already had like friends and like yeah. groups and i was just kind of like the weird one coming from turkey so i really didn't know anyone so that's why <laughs> <I> <laughs> so 
Rio also just moved there and he was brand new. So that's yeah. how we kind of connected. And so then once I started talking to him, then everyone else was like more open and like talking. So then I finally fell in. But it was definitely a weird year. Weird, yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with my first year. I was so nervous. I remember I was like, Mom, I do not want to get out of the car to go find the tennis team inside the gym building. <laughs> like, do not make me get out. Because I only play Isn't baseball. Like, so nerve-wracking? Because, like, is. we don't even go on the tennis courts at first. We go in Coach Davis's room. So, like, when yeah. you walk in, everyone just stares at you. And you're just like, right? hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up, guys? Where do I sign up? And I remember, like, I was about to get – I took a foot out of the car, and I turned around, and the football team walked by. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> hell no oh my goodness that's so funny to me but it ended up working out everyone was everyone was friends it was okay it was a good year yeah, everyone was friends. it was a good year your freshman my senior year it was funny but good mm-hmm. my doubles partner was zach you know i should i should get coach davis on the podcast that'd be pretty cool she was oh uh, yeah that would yeah I remember she did do a lot for us. She was, I remember she, her knee was hurt pretty bad. And she would go out there on like the swivel chair and feed us balls. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that I, also was... they would like, I remember they would break us up. They would do like varsity would go on one court and then JV would go on another. Mm-hmm. So like, and then we'd have different coaches. It was just weird how they like did it. Right. And she was gone that next year. She didn't come back after that year. I don't know where, she ended up going to Utah. I'm not sure if she's still teaching right now, but. um. I don't know. I haven't yeah. heard from her since I graduated, so. Right. Do you keep in touch from with anyone from Kubi? Uh, yeah. Um, so every once in a while, I still message Rio to see how he's doing with Rio, Sanko. yep. He's doing good. Um, I still am really, like, really, really good friends with Olivia. She was, like, my best friend mm-hmm. in um, high school. Um, she went to UF, which was only an hour away from my school, so we right. would see each other all the time. So we've really connected. And then other than that, sometimes I'll message people like on Instagram or slide up on their stories, but. Right, right, right. Yeah, I do, I do the same. Yeah, I think I commented on one of your posts, one of your Halloween posts from like last year. You did? What'd you say? Yeah, I don't know. I said you looked like the pumpkin that you were holding. I'm pretty oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> I made it Harry Potter, yeah. It was Harry Potter? Yeah, did you I not remember. see the lightning bolt? I mean, I... I don't oh know. Gosh. It must have been a really bad lightning bolt because I have no idea. You are a big Harry Potter person, right? Oh my gosh. Huge Harry Potter person. Huge Harry Potter person. I don't know if you can see. Well, anyway. Oh yeah, right here. That's Hogwarts. Oh, okay. Hogwarts. Yeah. Where, where's where's the fake Hogwarts at? So, there's multiple places if you really oh. want to know. Oh, okay. Let, let's get into the lore. Let's go. There's one in Orlando, California. Not Orlando, California. Orlando, oh, my California. My favorite. <laughs> Orlando, Florida. I go there, and there's one uh-huh. California. There's also one in Japan. In Japan, like Tokyo yeah, Disney, Osaka. No, there's a Universal. It's not Disney. It's not Disney, right? It's Universal. There is a Disney in Japan, but I don't know if it's in Osaka or somewhere else. But I know there's a Universal in Japan. I think. Okay, gotcha. And are all? Have you been to all three? No, I've only gone to Orlando. Oh my god, lame. Do you even like Harry Potter? You fake fan. What is wrong with you? Um, I'm a huge fan. Jeez. <laughs> you want to know my Halloween costume this year? 
you had a Halloween costume this year? How old are you? Yeah, so I was a wizard whose spell backfired and turned their head into a pumpkin. So I wore a pumpkin on my head all night. And it was a real pumpkin that I carved out right before leaving. No, so. that's too much That's too much explaining. You can't do that. Like, if you have to have a whole sentence to say what it is. I'm a wizard, right? I'm a wizard, but then I had spells, right? I'm a wizard with spells, and then it backfired, and then I turned into a pumpkin. What kind of, what kind of spell turns people into pumpkins? I didn't think that far ahead, but yeah, Ooh. that's where I was. So, but you, you know really... how many compliments I got my pumpkin head? I was the hit of the party. So, you're telling me you walked around all night with a pumpkin on your head? Yeah, it was called that's dedication. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my hair turned out really nice the next day. Oh Maybe my! Oh, juice that's so gross. <laughs> there was like, you see like the white stripes on the inside, like some seeds left over in there. Yeah, when I took the shower, like, later that night, I had so much pumpkin in my hair. I'm there's, like, this there's is pumpkin yeah. goop. <laughs> you just have to shave it. It's too far gone. Jeez. I will never shave my head. Disgusting. I was looking awful bald. Um, yes, I went, I went, yeah, agreed, sure. Not, not that you'd look off bald. I wouldn't shave my head either. Sorry, no, that wasn't that. It came off wrong. It came off wrong. It was, for people who are still uh, watching right now, Camden is actually babysitting. How, what, what a great influence right here. This is the future teacher of the next generation. This is your children. She's going to be watching like this, doing podcasts on the Shannon Show. They're in good hands. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. That's okay. Right. So when when do you find out about the whole Dodea thing? It's like a two-year process, you said? Yeah. Um. I really don't know when I find out. i just been kind of hearing all this from my dad because he went through yeah. the whole thing. So. I'm just hoping that when I put my application in that I'll get like an email saying thank you for submitting it and then like within a few months be like your application is in process then an interview da 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 but honestly who knows because my dad says there's always a high demand for teachers so I'm really hoping it won't take two years. Right and I feel like they put the rookie teachers like the worst places right is that like pretty uh normal? Yeah, well, so what happens is once like your first year, you don't get to pick where you go, so they just send yeah. you anywhere. So who knows where they'll send me? Alaska. Okay. Is it? W- would you quit? Well, you I put my quit. application. Nothing in the states. I said only overseas. So. Oh, that's dangerous, though. That's. It is. So you're com- you're committing to the adventure, like you're going all in with the "get me out of here, let's go teach." Yeah, you know, you only live once, so why not experience life? Why not go get some nice waffles in Brussels? Seriously, what what what's some what are some of the benefits other than teaching military connected kids that come with Dodea? Like, why why do so many people want to become Dodea teachers? They're even on the outside of the military community. I think one of the benefits is just where you get to live. Like, I think being going to school in Kubi, we were really blessed because we had the beach just like 10 to 15 minutes away mm-hmm. and that was a gorgeous beach and like the sunsets there. Also, they want to experience the food, the people. So I think that's yeah. why a lot of people want to get out and travel because they might not have the chance or they might, they might need a little push. And I think that's what, you know, being a Dodia teacher kind of can do for you. Right. It is is a very big difference whenever you meet someone, even in college, you meet someone who has traveled versus someone who has lived in one place their entire life. There's nothing wrong with like having a hometown and like living in one place. That's what most people actually do. I mean, that's, that's normal. But, um, you know, we're just so not used to seeing that as military kids or former military kids, whatever you want to call us. 
So that always that always kind of blows my mind. I'm like, you lived in the same house for 18 years, like you didn't, you just had the same room. It's crazy Ooh. when people are like, oh yeah, my hometown. What's your hometown? I'm like, I don't have a hometown. Like, I don't oh my have a child. Do you remember on the Far East like uh, programs? They'd ask us for a hometown. Yeah, we'd be like, sorry. I'm like, who, who do you do you know who you're talking to? Like, do you know who you're asking these questions to? It is a Dodea event. Like, whoever approved that needs to be fired. I don't care. I don't care what else they've done. You're asking hundreds of military kids what their hometown is. And everyone's hometown is like really confusing. It's like Okinawa, uh, Connecticut. You should they just put like made up names like Fart Avenue or something like that? We should like prank them. <laughs> They totally wouldn't have called on, caught on Fart, Fart Avenue. Very mature. Come on. Come on, Camden. You better than that. Fart <laughs> Avenue. Yeah, that was a lot of, a lot of good times, though. Well, what, what are you looking forward to in, like, the near future? Anything coming up that you're, like, kind of stoked for in the... I mean, it's almost Christmas time. Are you a big Christmas person? You give me big Christmas person, uh, person energy. Thanksgiving is before Christmas, Shannon. I don't, I'm, listen, Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. I just assumed you were one of the people who skipped Thanksgiving. I kind of am. I already have Christmas yeah, come decorations. On. <laughs> I, was, I was right. I was right. <laughs> but no, I am excited. My sister's coming up next weekend to see yep. me, so I'm excited for her. Um, I'm excited for next summer where I work, and then I'm just excited to, you know, kind of have COVID over. I'm excited to see my right. parents. So. Right, right. Well, it's not too bad. Are you in Florida right now? You don't have to reveal too much no, information. I'm in Brevard, North Carolina. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Where is that like near Raleigh area? I lived in North Carolina for my senior year of high school, so I was near Charlotte. Oh, yeah. So we're two hours from Charlotte. Gotcha. I was like we're 30 minutes north of there. Oh, in the mountains. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you know where the Pisgah National Forest is? No, but uh, like App State area, maybe. Okay, yeah, we're two hours from Boone, yeah. <laughs> North Carolina is a big Boone? state. <laughs> Boone is App State, but do you know where the Blue Ridge Mountains? Yes, it's like all the way on the west side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I am. Okay. So middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah basically, we're like right next to like Tennessee area, mm-hmm. but we have a national forest, so we're not nowhere. National forest. National forests are in the middle of nowhere all the time. Is that the whole point of a national forest that there's nothing around it, but it's just the forest? Yeah. <laughs> So it can be preserved. <laughs> but it's a national forest right next to a city. That'll go really well. Yeah. But it's a really small town, which I kind of like. Finally getting, mm-hmm. you know, a small town since I've never had one. <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate to that. 100%. But is it, where are you going to school, Shannon? You, didn't, you don't know where I'm going to school? No, I know you. I'm at Penn State. I'm at Penn State. I'm at Penn State. Wait, you're at Penn State? Yes. Uh-huh. Good. That's a good school to get into. That must be hard. Good job. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You're very supportive. This is it's overwhelming. <laughs> we are. That's it. Gotcha. Well, I, that's all the like questions I've prepared. If there's anything else you want to talk about, please feel free to share it. Um, otherwise, I really do appreciate you coming on. I'm surprised you to have more Kubi questions. What do you want to know? You were there for two years. We had I, there's nothing. There's nothing else that needs to be addressed about us at Kubi. There's nothing else that needs to be said. I don't know what you're talking. About. You know what? Fine. We can talk about. We can talk about only because I know Kenny and Garrett are going to be like curious to see what you say. I don't even know what to say. I 
I made a great poster, guys. I made a great poster. I made a great poster. It was a horrible okay, decision. It really good. It had lots of glitter. It was very cute. It was a nice poster. Cute. It was a masterpiece. It was meticulous. It was careful. I colored inside the lines, Camden Anderson. Colored inside the lines. All of the lines. I stayed within my boundaries. Uh, Lots of glitter. And I don't know. It was pretty cool. And I recycled the idea next year, I think. (gasps) (gasps) How dare you? You threw it away. (laughs) (laughs) And it was much more effective. I did say 100%. yes, so it was effective. No, but then like I, it was like two days later, you're like, nah, just kidding. Yeah, I'm sorry. Text about me, that. Yeah, but I don't. I listen. I don't care. It's fine. I didn't lose anything. I just, I, just, I just wanted the poster back. I was like, I just guys get the poster. You and then... told me that. I could have given it back. I kept you told it me you few... no you you told me you told me specifically that you threw it in a dumpster as soon as you got home. Okay, I lied. <laughs> I did use. <laughs> I did use it though because it was raining that day and I had to walk home so I did use it like to protect me so it was a little water damaged but I didn't throw it away for a whole week so you could have gotten it back it's good to know, good to know. <laughs> next time I'll ask <laughs> it's good. no trauma guys it's fine I ended up just not going to the dance I stayed home watched a movie we were all good See, that's what I feel bad about because you didn't even go to the dance. So I was like, was it because of me? Oh my goodness. No, please. Come on. I didn't care that much. No, it's just none, none of my boys were actually, they all went. I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was suddenly not in the mood. I didn't even know what I was like. I didn't even know what homecoming was. It was a Kubi homecoming. Kubi homecomings are not that big of a deal, by the way. They're yeah, very small. You didn't miss- They're in the gym. It was a bad no. homecoming. No, I had much better times the following years, but. Without me there. That's, I that's understand. Whatever. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, that's what we're all waiting for. Could not wait. No, I'm just playing. Just playing. Just playing. We had to wait. When huh? I came back next year, and I was walking in the hallways, and I was—I think I was with Colin and Kenny—and they were like, "Shannon is coming out of like some sort of science class. You should go see him." So I remember I waited outside the door, and I was like, "Hey, Shannon," and you were like, "You were not <laughs> happy at all to see me." You were I do like, not remember this. Me? Are you serious? You don't remember this at all? No. Kenny or you were not happy. You, like, started running away down the hall. I was like, figured. I did not run away. Jeez. I was probably just like, you I can't do No, you weren't happy to see me. Which, you know, it's okay. Whatever. I remember I got a fake, um, you know those candy grams, like the little Valentine's things they send out? I think it was Marco yeah. or Thomas. They sent me a fake one. Or maybe it was Kenny. They sent me a fake one from, and they said it was from you. And they like wrote a whole note on it. But it was like really terrible handwriting. And I just knew it wasn't you. And it was just really, it was really awkward like getting that. Because you know, they walk in the class and they announce it out loud. They're like, Shannon, you have a candy gram. I'm like, ooh, like, well, okay, let's see what we got here, you know? It's <laughs> like a fake one from Camden. Who I was not, I don't know if we were still friends at the time, but... Yeah, it took us a while to become friends again, because remember after the whole, like, homecoming thing, we didn't talk to each other for a while, and it was really awkward on the bus, because we used to always <laughs> ride the bus together, and, like, talk, and hang out, and walk home, and after that, we were like, mm. Mm, high school drama. I know, Absolutely. high school drama. High school drama, you're a senior, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing, drama with freshmen? 
that's what my friends were saying. They're like, what are you doing with a freshman? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. But in your defense, you were really fun to hang out with and you were just really goofy and we did like the stupidest thing. Like that was like the fun things of high school, oh, you know? Just goofing off all the time, literally all the time. Like I was just always like, <laughs> I don't remember being serious ever all of freshman year. It was just everything was a joke for some reason. Yeah, yep. good. good times. All good. Everything worked out. We're, we're doing well. You're going to be a teacher. Thank you so much for sharing all that, by the way. I think that's going to be helpful for anyone else, anyone else who is looking to be a Dodea teacher, which I think is a really attractive option for a lot of, you know, military kids who want to keep on that traveling lifestyle. Yeah, a lot of military kids, I think, end up getting back into either being, you know, a military person themselves or going to be a teacher. I think it really yeah. has an effect on them. Absolutely. I think there was a study, it was like 60% end up joining the military themselves or want to join the military. That was by Bloom. I'll give them credit. They're another like military teen um, group. So they did a great job with that. And that's not, that doesn't really surprise me. 60%, that seems about right for joining the military and probably a little bit more trying to be Dodea teachers. So yeah. I, I guess it's just hard to leave the lifestyle once you've been in it for so long. Very true. Absolutely. Well, Camden, thank you again so much for doing this. I know this is um, kind of out of the blue for you, but it was it was a great time. I had a great time sharing some old memories and, you know, talking about what you're going to be doing going forward. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Shannon. Yes. Make sure to subscribe, everyone, to the Best Military Kids podcast on the internet, and I'll catch everyone later.